book of John, John chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. But Jesus went out to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. He came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. And having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What then do you say? They were saying this, testing him, so they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground. But when they persisted to ask him, he straightened up and said to them, He who is without sin, cast or throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones, and he left and he was left alone and the woman, where she was in the center of the court. Straightening up, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are they? Did they not condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on. Sin no more. I want to talk about this morning a woman on trial. Know your worth. A woman on trial. Today we're here, and thank you, ushers, for our annual Women's Day. The theme is fitting, amen, for the message. I am worth it. If you don't know your worth or your value, you will forever be defeated. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of us who we compromise our worth because we don't believe that we can do better. Some people know that know your worth, but they use it to benefit themselves. Do I have anybody? Some know your worth and they do everything in their power to destroy your value. Amen. Some people know that you're valuable. They know what you bring to the table, but yet, amen, they will never pat you on the back. They'll never encourage you. They'll never tell you that you can do better because they are don't see it, but you see it. But because you don't see it, they see it, they capitalize on it. 
Do I have anybody? You see, people will try to exploit you, trap you, use you, and then throw you away. Do I have anybody? It's up to you to know your worth. You see, in today's scripture, in this scripture today, we have such a woman. Now, if you read any Bible heading, it would say the adulterous woman. This is what I, this is what I call one of the bad girls in the Bible. She's not the type of woman you're going to leave with your husband. I wish I had somebody. She's not the type of woman that can be trusted. Do I have anybody? She's not the type of woman, amen, that you can be alone with, brothers. Amen. She's not that kind of woman. This woman, had, she, her worth is wrapped up in something else. This woman believes that the only thing she has to offer, you read between the lines. She, she's the type of woman who may have lost her worth or her value. She, as I said, is one of the bad girls in the Bible. One of the women that doesn't even have a name. All we know her as is the adulterous woman. Do I have anybody? You see, oftentimes we are known for what we can do, not for our character. Do I have anybody? Y'all going to catch on in a minute. I, I, y'all seem like that busting went a little further than, than it was supposed to. Watch this. M many people believe that, amen, and I always say this about women, that they got power. But it's all, watch this, it all depends on how you use that power. Do I have anybody? Amen, amen. You know, this, this scripture, this, this scripture today, amen, is so powerful to me. And all I want to do today is take a look at this woman. You see, some brothers would like to be around this kind of woman. I wish I had somebody. <laughs> some brothers have exploited women like this. Amen. But, but, but see, here's the thing. All that will come back around on you. Do I have anybody? And, and, and you see, here's the thing. The people in this passage, they all have ulterior motives. And, and sisters, I want to say to you today, you got to be careful of people who have ulterior motives. You have to be careful because people will try to cheapen your worth. Yeah. Amen. They will try to destroy your destiny and destroy your destination. Amen. Because, because watch this, because people don't really understand what you're worth. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You have forgotten what you, you are worth. Listen, just because you've messed up doesn't mean you're not worth anything. Just because you may have made a mistake this morning doesn't mean you can't come back to God. See, a lot of people stay away from God because they feel as if, oh, I've messed up. I done, I done did the ultimate. I, I, I have crossed the line. 
But I want to tell you something. We serve a God. He's a forgiving God. He is a merciful God. Now, he does not excuse the sin. He's going to hold you accountable for the sin. But here's the thing. He, you can come back to him. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You've drifted away from the Lord. But you can come back home. Do I have anybody? You see, the people in chapter 7, amen, were confused about who Jesus was. You see, here's the thing I want to share with you. When you are confused about who he is, then you'll definitely be confused about who you are. Because in him, you find your identity. In him, you find your purpose. And if you're living, watch this, with a distorted view of him, you will never understand who you are and what type of potential that you possess. Chapter 7 we find, look at verse 40. Chapter 7 verse 40 is pretty interesting. It says, some of the people there, therefore, when they heard these words were saying, this, is cert this certainly is the prophet. Verse 41, others were saying, this is the Christ. Still others were saying, surely the Christ is not going to come from Galilee, is he? They were what? They were confused. They wanted to believe, kind of like some of us. We want to believe this is real. Come on, somebody. We want to believe that this is the real deal, but something is holding you back. Something is distorting your view of who Jesus is. And watch this. If you have a distorted view of him, it's going to be very difficult for you to see how much you are worth to him. Do I have anybody? Somebody here, you don't think you can go any further. Somebody here this morning, amen. You don't think, you, you think that this is it for you, but I want to encourage you this morning, amen. You can go further than where you are because you're worth more than what you think you're worth. Do I have anybody? John, if you look at verse 43, Verse 43, then we see not only did they have a distorted view of Jesus, but here's another thing they had. Amen. There was a division that arose because of Jesus. May I say this to you? Wherever Jesus is, there's going to be a little bit of controversy. Wherever Jesus is, there's going to be a little bit of division because some people, amen, they don't know who he is. May I encourage you to do this? I encourage you to get to know Jesus. May I encourage you to do this? Get to know him for yourself. Develop a personal relationship. Notice what I said, not religion, but relationship. Because when you can walk with the master... Do I have anybody? When you start walking with Jesus, he'll give you understanding of who he is. When you start walking, sisters, I want to say this. You can walk with a lot of girlfriends and you can lot of with your girls and all that kind of stuff. But when you start walking with Jesus, when you start walking with him, watch this. He begins to show you who you are. 
and, and watch the division. The text says, so a division occurred in the what? Be careful of the crowd. Because the crowd would distort your view of him. Watch the text. The text says, so a division occurred in the crowd because of him. And what they do. But some of them wanted to seize him, but no one laid hands on him. There are times that people will use you for their agenda and the woman we meet in chapter 8 was just that kind of woman. This woman was minding her business. Well, she was in other people's business. She wasn't minding hers. She was minding somebody else's business. And, And this woman now is put on trial. Jesus is put on trial. They wanted to seize him. You know what they wanted to do? They wanted to arrest him. They wanted to destroy him. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Anything godly in your life, you got to watch out. The devil is trying to seize it. He's trying to destroy it. He's trying to take it from you. Why does he want to take the godly part of your life? Listen, you got to stand up and fight for it. Because, watch this, if you just let him have it, Come on, somebody. You'll never see your value. Somebody here, you got to stop settling. You got to stop settling. And you have to step up and say, you know what? I'm not going to settle anymore. I know my worth. This woman is put on trial. She was used as a pawn. Amen. Let's look at it. Look at verse 1. It says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. This is after they tried to kill him, you know. Early in the morning, he came again, watch this, into the temple. And all the people were coming to him and sat down and began, and, and he sat down and began to do what? To teach them. Watch this. The scribes and the Pharisees. Now, you got to remember something. The scribes and the Pharisees were religious. Now, what they wanted to see, there's a lot of, I call it accidental Pharisees. Because, listen, some of us, we accidentally fall into being Pharisaic in church. God doesn't want us to follow a whole bunch of rules. He wants a relationship. Sisters, brothers, he wants a relationship with you. Amen. A woman on trial. How many women been on trial before? And I'm not talking about in the legal system. I'm talking about life has you on trial. Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 You've been through so much stuff in your life. Amen. You've been on trial. You've been on probation. You've been everything. Amen. But I want to tell you something. Jesus can set you free. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says, they, watch what it says. It says here in verse 3, the scribes and the Pharisees, they didn't come. See, not everybody that comes to church is coming for teaching. Hello, somebody. Not everybody's coming to hear a word from God. Because watch the text. The text says that the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery And having set her, watch this, they put on blast in the center of the court. 
Now you got to know how the temple was set up. He's there teaching, and then they brought they brought her. Everybody was in church, and they brought her in and said, "Hey, we found, we caught her." So the first thing I want to tell you about this woman, and I want to say this to you. Watch this. You ready for this? Y'all can testify to this. My first point is this: she was set up. (laughs) Write it down. She was what? She was set up. Now, here's why I say she was set up. First of all, where's the man? Where's the man? Now, here's what I have in my sanctified imagination. He was caught. His plea bargain was, we need to use that woman. So here's what I need you to do for me. Now, that's in my sanctified imagination, all right? Because here's the thing. How else would the scribes, how else, see, religious people be doing some dirt. Man, religious people, they're, listen, they can hurt you worse than a person who has a relationship with Christ. My question is, why did you negotiate her? Why did you use her as a tool, as a, come on somebody. Listen, because they did not understand or they did, they did not value her. And there are people who will use you as a pawn, as an escape goat. There are people who are looking to set you. People will not, when people don't appreciate your value, they will use you as random. And watch this, and watch this, and you are looking for acceptance. But let me tell you something, they they don't want you because of what you're worth. They want you so that they can get something from you to the point where they will set you up. Ah, look, look, Look at this, look at this, look at this. According to the teaching of Deuteronomy 17, a person could not be given the death penalty apart from the testimony of two or three witnesses. Watch this. They dehumanize her, turning her into an object for debate and discussion. Do you know how many people are talking about you? The people that's smiling in your face, all they're doing is setting you up. Do I have anybody? My question is, where was he? How come they did not bring him along with her? Now, let me tell you why they brought her. Because in the Bible time, if a woman was caught having adultery, an affair with a married man, she was guilty and the man wasn't. They used her. Sisters, you got to stop letting people use you. You got to stop getting set up by smiles and a dinner. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, listen, that, that, 
I'm not just talking about a man. <laughs> Amen. I'm talking about those women that's trying to get close to your man. Y'all ain't trying here. Y'all ain't trying. See, I, boy, I, boy, I, let me see. Let me get my, come on here. This woman, first of all, well, how'd they know where they were? I'm just trying to tell you, a good detective knows to look at all the clues. And when I look at this clue, watch this. First of all, you got to remember one thing. She's on trial. Here's the other thing you got to know. You ready for this? She's already been convicted. Here's number three. Watch this. Her, her punishment is death. So in other words, she didn't even get an opportunity to make an appeal. Matter of fact, she didn't even have a say in what was going on. Now, now watch this. What was wrong in her life? Even though she was set up, let me give you the next point. Now, sisters, let me help you with something. Y'all want to be cute. You know, I didn't do nothing. They just set me up. Boo, you've been living in sin. Listen, you, you can say whatever you want to say. You can say, oh, well, you know, they dehumanized me. They did all this stuff. They set me out all this stuff. But guess what? You can't live in sin and expect to be innocent. Watch the text. Watch the text. Look at the text. Text says in verse 4, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in what? Now, notice when I said sin, y'all wasn't saying that now. Y'all like, oh, shit. I, <laughs> you know, he, I was with him until he talking about sin. Now he's talking about sin. Listen, <laughs> the one thing you got to remember, <laughs> you have to take responsibility for what you have done. Now, sisters, when you don't know your worth, you will stay in sin. When you don't know your worth, sin becomes a way of living. When you don't know your worth, sin is more attractive than sanctification. When you don't know your worth, come on somebody, it's okay to walk around, amen, living with another man and having another man and another man. And it's okay to sleep around all every, everywhere because guess what? Hey, it's just part of life. But God does not, even though, listen, and just because you've been set up doesn't mean you can't be set free. Here they are, pointing out. Listen, teacher, this woman has been caught, what? In the very act. Look at verse 5. Now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. But watch what they ask. But what do you say? Now remember, she's married. Yeah, she's married and he's married. Because the only way to bring the accusation against her is if she was married. She had to be married in order for the adultery case to stick. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. But, 
but, but watch this, watch this. Not everybody that brings charges against you or point out your sin has your best interest. Some people want to point out your sin so that they can condemn you, so that they can, yeah, they can talk about you, so that they can say all kinds of stuff about you. But you got to remember, they weren't here trying to restore her. They were trying to set Jesus up. That's what they were doing. That's why they asked the question, but what do what? What then do what? Watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Listen, 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 listen. Here's the thing. We know she was living in sin, right? She broke up a happy home. I don't think you heard me. Her past was shady. Watch this. How can a woman like this see her worth? Watch this. How can she live in the very city where now she's been exposed. Watch this. They wanted Jesus so bad that they were willing to put somebody else's life on display. Listen, if God was to peel back what you did last night, if God was to peel back what you did last night, let me see if I can say that one more time. You said, I didn't do that last night. Yeah, but you thought about it. You just didn't do it. Come on, somebody. If God was to, hey, hey, hey. If God was to peel back your past, if he was to take it and put it on display. See, here's the thing. We don't get glory in pointing out other people's sin. We don't get glory, amen, in exposing people. See, but that's where mess starts. And you got to watch out for those messy people where they don't want to hear about how to be restored. They don't want to hear about, oh, let's get back to God. No, girl, tell me more. And while they're getting all your intel, they're taking your man. Uh Uh-oh. Did I say that? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. How can she go on with her life after she's been disgraced? And some of you feel like that. You can't go on with your life. Oh, because you ain't been caught yet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not caught. You, you haven't been exposed yet. But if God was to expose you today, listen, you can't live in sin and say it's right. Now watch this. She's a woman that's guilty. Any defense attorney would lose this case. She was caught what? Cheetahs had nothing on her. <laughs> Amen. She could have went to Maury. Maury would have been pleased. DNA, all that kind of stuff. She, look, all, that's, all the evidence is stacked against her. Watch this. That's what's going on in your life right now. All the evidence is stacked against you. Come on, somebody. You've been caught in the very act. 
Come on, somebody. And you've been saying to yourself, I can't make it back. Watch this. They didn't want you. They wanted Jesus. They didn't want her. She was just a pawn. But may I say this to you? Every life is important to God. The very hair on your head is numbered by God. Come on, somebody. He knows you before when you were in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you to be something. And I want to see some of you men and women rise up and live beyond. Come on, somebody, where you're living now. But you got to let go of your past because God has already dealt with it. And stop allowing people, come on somebody, to use you as a pawn. We gravitate right back to the people who are not good for us. Why? Because you don't think you can pay your own rent? You don't think you can take care of those kids? Let me tell you something about God. <laughs> come on somebody. Let me tell you something about God. He can help you, y'all. Listen, I want to tell you something. He can turn things around for you. But a woman on trial got to know her worth. Look at verse 6. I'm going to sit down. Verse 6. They were saying this, testing him, so that they may might have what? Grounds to what? For accusing him. It was never about her. Listen, some of us are just casualties of war. But no longer will I allow the devil to use me. Listen, she's living in sin. And before this day, she thought it was normal. She thought it was okay. She's like, man, listen, this is my thing. My husband, he ain't home. He leaves. You know, he don't pay me no attention. Well, he ain't touched me in a long time. He hasn't told me I'm beautiful. Brothers, y'all better start talking right now. Amen. You better watch out. Because just as much as you think as the, as the man is really her. Y'all ain't trying to hear. A woman is looking for something. She's not always looking for sex. Brothers. Amen. Every now and then she just wanna, wants you to say, baby, you look beautiful. Every now and then she just wants to be held. Come on, somebody. I, I, you got to make love to her mind. There you go. There you go. You, you got to mind love her. You know what I mean? You, you got to get all up in her mind. And, you, and some of you feel like that woman in the middle of that court. You've been caught. Amen. But you don't know how to come back. You don't know how to come back. Watch this now. Watch Jesus. Now, I want to show you something that you've probably never seen before. How many of you read this before? Watch this. Verse 7. 
verse 6. But Jesus did what? He stooped down. He said, I ain't paying these fools no mind. And what did he do? That's in my version. Look what he said. And he, with his finger, what did he do? Notice it's a capital H. <laughs> you, you know what the cat, now if it was me writing on the ground, it would be lowercase h. <laughs> no, it's a proper noun. <laughs> Amen. Me, meaning that he was God. <laughs> Do I have anybody? He was what? He was God. And here it is, God is using his finger as a pencil, <laughs> as a pen. And, and, and nobody knows what he wrote. But in my sanctified, thou shall not lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a commandment. You, here's the thing. Y'all are wicked. <laughs> Amen. You, you understand? Jesus said, I ain't paying y'all no mind. I'm just going to write on the ground. Watch the text. Text says, verse 7, but when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and he said to them, hey, you can get them all you want, but watch this, y'all. I don't think no defense attorney could have gotten her off. But, but touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Jesus is the greatest lawyer you will ever have. You heard what I said? You heard what I said? Listen, stuff that you thought you couldn't get off on. He'll get you off. I don't think you heard me. Stuff that you have done that we ain't going to talk about. Abe, you done got lights in somebody else's name. He done forgave you. <laughs> you were stealing cable. You remember you could steal cable? Amen. Come on, say like y'all ain't trying to hear me. Listen, you done did some stuff. Everybody look cute today, but listen, listen, I want to tell you something. Somebody, boy, if you only know, come on, tell you that if you only knew the story. If you if you only knew the story. Somebody said, I know the story. Watch what Jesus says. Listen, there's nobody as brilliant as Jesus. Look at what he said. Look at his word. Look at his op opening argument. He had one phrase that won the case. Watch it. Watch it. A woman on trial. He can get you off, y'all. Watch this. He says to them, he who is without, hey, hey, cast the first stone. What am I trying to say? I know I pointed out that she was living in sin. I know I pointed that out. And you're like, well, not me. Listen, everybody in here is sin. And watch this. And right when we go to condemn other people, we got to take a look at us. You're no better than the person you are condemning. Jesus did not get her off on a technicality. He got her off completely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no technicality here. 
Watch the text. Watch the text. He says he was without castle, and again he went back to right. Y'all lying to uh, you know. He just he went back to writing on the ground. But watch the next verse. And when he heard it, and when they heard it, they began to go out what one by one, beginning with what. Now, now notice they made her a spectacle. Some people would take your stuff and put it on Front Street. My wife said when I was young, when we were first getting, you talk too much. You just tell everything. You just tell everything. Some things you got to keep to yourself. Watch this. One by one, what happened? Listen, they were all dismissed. Here's my next point. Not only was she living in sin and whom the son sets free. It's free indeed. Sisters, brothers, stop living like you're still chained up. God has set you free. Free from alcohol. Free from crack cocaine. Free from marijuana. Free from marijuana. Some of y'all still smoking. But you're free. <laughs> Amen. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't think, hey, I, I ain't crazy now. Yeah. But I ain't going to put your stuff in the square. <laughs> Speaking about squares, free from cigarettes. <laughs> Listen, listen to this. If Jesus had said not to stone her, he would have contradicted the Jewish law. But watch this. If he had said stone her, he would have ran into trouble with the Romans because the Romans says a Jew is not supposed to take his own revenge. That's why I said he's a brilliant attorney. Somebody here, you're in a situation. You got to turn it over to Jesus. He will give you, listen, when I was reading this, I was sitting in my prayer closet and said, Lord, you will get me out. Turn to your name and say, he'll get me out. Listen, she has been given the death penalty. They got her strapped down to the bed. They getting ready to put those needles in her arms and then Jesus opens his mouth and says, he who's without sin cast the first stone. Are you living in a glass house? Hallelujah to his holy name. Do I have anybody here today? who can understand that you've been set free, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm free. free. No, you got to believe that thing. You got to say it with some conviction. I'm free. I'm free. Watch this, watch this. Her life changed. She found something that day that was worth more than she had ever had in her life. 
in the center of her, watch this, among her accusers. See, everything that happens to you that's bad may be the very thing that God uses to deliver you and set you free. Because had she not been set up, Lord have mercy, thank God for the setups. Because it was the setup that brought me in the center of the court before the judge. And then Jesus stepped in and said, I got this set free. Listen, it doesn't matter how difficult the case is. He can set you free. I got one more point. Watch this. Watch this. Watch the verse. Listen to this. She was, she was sentenced. Her crime deserved death. But here's what I want you to see. Jesus had not died yet, but he took her sentence Upon himself. He said, I'll take it. I know she's, I I know she's guilty. But I'm going to take her sin upon me. He who's without sin. Cast the first stone. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse 10. Straightening up, Jesus said to her. After he dealt with the crowd, he now deals with the woman. Look what he says. He says, he says, she straightened up. Jesus said, a woman, notice she has no name, a woman on trial. Watch this. Where are they? (laughs) Did no one condemn you? Now, this word condemn means to act like a judge. To sentence, watch this, it it also means backbiting and evil speaking. Did they not condemn you? Now, baby, you're guilty. But watch this. He said, she said, this is the first time she's, watch this, she took the stand for herself. And all she had to do is answer one question. Did they not condemn you? What did she say? Verse 11. She said, no one, Lord. No one, Lord. Jesus said to him, I. See, this is the thing. We speak for God all the time, tell people what we think God doesn't want, and God, God's going to do this to you, and God's going to cast you down. Listen, stop speaking for God. Speak the word. Watch what he said. I do not condemn you either. Go from now on. And what? But can I ask a question? Would you trust that kind of woman around your man? But here's how I would give her a second chance. Give me my last point. Not only was she set free, she was saved. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying all saved women can be trusted. 
ain't saying that. But what I am saying, <laughs> when you're saved, guess what? Sin is no longer appealing to you. Watch this. When you're saved, watch this. Sanctification begins. Now watch this now. There's two types of sanctification. There is progressive sanctification. Progressive sanctification is where you are reading the word of God and you're growing progressively. But there's another type of sanctification. Come here, Herod. So Herod is God. He turned 60. And then he said, make love to the mind. Watch this. Progressive sanctification, I'm growing. But proximity sanctification is I'm growing closer to him. Now watch this. When I grow, when I'm growing closer to him, watch this. It's not that I'm not going to sin. You ready for this? But I'm going to sin less. I'm not sinless, but I'm going to sin less. Because when I get into his proximity, come on somebody. The sanctifying work of the power of the Holy Spirit begins to sanctify and strip up off, off all of my appetites, all of my fleshly desires. The closer I draw to him, the closer I get to him. Listen, nightclubs won't be appealing to me no more. Drugs and alcohol won't be appealing. Listen, all this worldly things because I'm drawing closer to my maker. I'm not Thank you. I'm not sinless, but I'm going to sin less. That's where the problem is in most churches today. They're trying to teach people that you will have to be completely without sin. It will never happen. He who's without sin, the next time you've been, next time you get put on trial, the next time the devil tries to condemn you, you ask your accusers. He who is without sin cast the first stone. This woman, she was set up. She was living in sin. She was set free. But the key thing, how you can embrace a woman like this again in your life, is you got to remember she was saved by God. And it's only through salvation can you trust a woman like that again. Should you can't even trust yourself <laughs> around a woman like that because you know her past. And the devil may just use you, but a saved woman will say, baby, I don't do that no more. I've been set free. I found what I'm looking for. In Jesus, I found peace. I found joy. I, I found what I was looking I found affirmation in Him. 
May I say this to you? If you're looking for your value in, in, in people, you'll never find it. But God can show you your value. A man walked into a flower shop on Mother's Day, and he said, what can I get for $3? The store owner replied, I can give you a dozen carnations, or I can give you only one rose. The man said, so you mean I can get a dozen carnations for $3, but only one rose? How come? He says, or it's real simple. The scent of the carnation doesn't last very long. It's sweet for a moment, but it has no longevity. On the other hand, a rose is known for its ongoing scent. Even when you think it's dead, it can be crushed and turned into potpourri. And it's, and watch this, and the smell still continues. Women are roses. Come on, somebody. They're valuable. You are valuable. An ungodly woman can be found a dime a dozen. But ladies, you are roses. You are expensive. But when you reject being God's kind of woman, you reduce yourself to being a carnation. Give God a hand clap of praise.